Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Spiritual Intelligence is a show spiritually grounded in reality. Learn from your host and the great teachings of the universe. Remember, there is power behind love, self-acceptance, and being open to a whole new world, a psychic and spiritual awakening. Learn about intuition, psychic ability, and healing. We are all intuitive. We all have our own superpowers to use our intuition. We can all consciously create our lives and make them how we want them to be. Be on the receiving end of abundance. The show will bring you real stories about real people that have been life-changing and take you on a personal journey of deep self-exploration. The answers are right inside of you. And now, it's time for Spiritual Intelligence Radio Show with your host, Emma Sumac Watkins. Hello and good morning, everybody. Oops, hello. Uh, Good morning. This is Emma Sumac Watkins, and you are listening to Spiritual Intelligence. And thank you, everyone who's been listening, and welcome back to the show. Today we have a very interesting story about a mom, about a mother, Frances Costelli, who has went on a journey of healing uh, of herself and also her children with food allergies. She's an author, and the name of her book is The The Kitchen Alchemist. And by the way, she's got some great recipes at the end of the book for – and she's going to tell us more about it and also the journey that she went on and, uh, you know, this is because of all the you know, all the different diets that are going on, uh, especially everything being non-gluten and also non-GMO and organic. And so this is perfect timing. Good morning, Frances Costelli. Good morning, Ema. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Absolutely. I truly welcome you. And I just want to let everybody know, Francis Costelli has been such a patient guest. Uh, we had originally wanted her to be on the show a couple of weeks ago. And we had such technical problems that she was kind enough to come back with us. And so I truly appreciate you being back and let's doing this again. Francis, please take us on the, on the journey that you started, um, with your children, how did this all come about? Uh, when did you start to find out about your children having these allergies? Well, each of our children have had different experiences, which really opened up our eyes to the world of food allergies. But when my firstborn was born, he was um, constantly sick, and we would go to the doctors, and they would always tell us, "Oh, it's another infection," or "He was such a colicky baby." And um, after time, it was like it was just uh, the same thing. And I started to feel that 
there had to be more to it. There was something to it. Why was he constantly getting sick? So we finally found a food allergist after our pediatrician suggested we see one. And our pediatrician um, took some tests, um, food allergy tests for my son. And sure enough, the conclusion was that many of his um, um, illnesses were brought on by the foods. So once we eliminated those foods from his diet, he started to improve. So we were like, oh, thank you, God. This, this was the answer. But of course, our world was changing in that sense because we had to now learn uh, what he couldn't have and what he should have and so forth and keeping him nutritionally balanced at the same time. During this time, I, I fell pregnant and then had my, my daughter. And when she was born, we just kept her on the same diet that my son was on just because we were still working with him on this all. And at one point I'd given my daughter a small amount of fish that my son was eating and he was fine to it. But my daughter had a massive reaction to it that she was gasping for air. So it was such a frightening experience for us. And you know, EpiPens were still new to us because we never actually had one um, for our son. So we were very grateful that she pulled through that. Um, and then when my third child arrived, um, he was experiencing some uh, health issues as far as asthma and he was not thriving. And we also had him allergy testing and sure enough, he was allergic to many foods, but we also had kept him uh, free from uh, many of the allergens because of my oldest um, child. And it wasn't until we figured it out on our own that there was something to it. I eliminated um, wheat from his diet. And once we did that and a few other things, he started to gain weight. He started to uh, thrive pretty much. And um, a lot of his uh, health issues started to disappear slowly. So, um, and it was a journey with all three of them. And it was basically, we were trying to figure it out ourselves because, um, you know, 20 something years ago, you know, food allergies were so uncommon. It was such a new uh, health issue that even doctors were unfamiliar or unaware what to do. So we basically had to be our own physicians. Yes, actually, I was going to ask you, what was the time, the, how long ago was this? Because right now, everyone is on a different, you know, they're in a whole different consciousness about foods and allergy and the toxins and all the preservatives that, you know, are becoming, you know, that people are, are allergic to. So I'm sure that it was quite the um, overwhelming experience for you when you first started this. Now, what? Now, tell me about as far as what happens. You know, you're you're going along and you're having your you're figuring it out for your children. What is happening with you and your husband while all this is happening? Well, it is very stressful, but we're trying to keep our stress down as much as possible. And when I'm referring to stressful, it's because you know, as parents, you have this fear, thinking, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to feed them?" You know, I can't take them here because if someone touches them or gives them a kiss after they consume something, our child's going to also have a reaction, which is what has happened in the past numerous times. So um, it was it was something we had to work on it together as, um, you know, as a couple and decide, okay, this is what we need to do. And I will say that there were many times my husband was like, you know, do we need to do these tests? Do we need to take him to see this specialist? Because... No matter who we were seeing, no one really had definite answers for us, and no mm -hmm. one could give us the the you know healing remedy you know um, for this. So he was kind of um, 
a little more apprehensive about having so many tests done and, uh, you know, going to different doctors and different specialists and so forth. And I, and I will admit it took me a while when I said, okay, that's enough. You know, I just have to do what I have to do as a mother and mm-hmm. pretty much just, um, you know, after we did our major food allergy testing, it just meant that I had to be really um, cautious, careful, and, um, you know, and intuitive. in the kitchen. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it got to the point that, like, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, when your children are young, they can't really tell you exactly what they're experiencing. But at the same time, as a parent, you, you know your kids. You know if they're not feeling the best. You mm-hmm. know if something is up. And, and you kind of like, as you said, you do become intuitive because that's exactly, I think, what occurred with me. And I was able to um, detect certain things happening with my children that as years went on, you know, we discovered our own protocol that worked for us. Just like in my book, I'll explain certain things that we did. But again, Mm -hmm. it was what worked for us. And I think it helped us um, get through everything, you know, as a family, as my husband and I being married together. I mean, you know, just going back to your question, it was like just trying to explain this to so many people, relatives, friends, and so forth, you know, a lot of people did look at us as if we were very cautious, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, very too protective at times. And sometimes they even thought um, we were crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, when we originally spoke before the the show, um, I, I had had friends who'd also had like a gluten intolerance and of course at the time they nobody knew what that was you know and um we touched on like there is there's a certain generation that started to have all the allergies and and it it is uh and then it just started from there because there's I know that I didn't have allergies when I was young and there's a certain there's a generation that is that is seems to be fine but there seems like there was a time that happened that all of a sudden everything started to move in the direction of allergy because I don't know anyone right now that does not have some sort of intolerance about something, you know, be it dairy or wheat or some sort of uh, food allergy. And so it's, um, I mean, what happens, right, when you're in, in a place as a mother uh, that you have your children that is that all of this is happening, and I like the fact that you both that everybody came together as a family and you started to create a routine and of uh, togetherness because about this, but what happens as a mother when you go through all of this and and what happens to you you know what how are you as a mom what what happens to you as a mom? What is your feeling about it, and what happens to uh, as as you go through all of this? Well, I, I will say that um, I had got to the point where I didn't care what people thought about me. All I was concerned about was keeping my children safe and doing what was best for them, but at the same time, not making it so that my kids felt like they were alienated or that they were different from every, anyone else. I always allowed them to, you know, play in the park, do the things that they love to do. Um, you know, 
enjoy going to their friend's home, um, you know, host a, a sleepover, do whatever it is that kids do because I wanted them to have that normalcy and not think just because they had food allergies, they were different from everyone else. Mm-hmm. So um, that was one of the things I did. But I also found that um, I, you know, in the very beginning, I always put my children's needs first. And at that point in my life, I started experiencing um, massive panic attacks and um, to the point that I couldn't breathe. I was having heart palpitations. And because I have a, um, a history of where I, um, heart issues as far as I had open surgery, open heart surgery when I was nine. Um, so it was like I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Something going to happen to me and, and so forth. So I had gone to a, a GP and then gone to a cardiologist and they found nothing wrong. And it was then after discussing it with my GP that I realized, oh, my gosh, I was doing this to myself because I was bottling up everything with regards to my kids, doing the best I could for them, keeping in all my feelings because I wanted them to feel as normal as possible, you know, create wonderful meals for them, um, safe, healthy meals. And all the while I was holding everything in. And by doing that, I was creating these panic attacks. And so I I knew after talking with my uh, GP that I needed to do something different. I needed to change because my kids needed me. So I changed my routine and I started realizing, you know, my health was just as important as my children because they needed me. So I would, um, you know, get up earlier in the morning, anytime between 4.30 and 5 a.m. So I would have that quiet time and I would meditate. I would read uplifting material. I would journal. I would, you know, spend time praying and I would also exercise. And I found by loving myself this way, I was better able to handle life and any of the incidences or, or experiences that occurred because then I was able to be the best mother to my children that I could be. And I just think that everyone, no matter if you're a parent, a caregiver, you've got to take care of yourself first. That way you can better take care of those people around you that need you most. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Very much agreed. Now, what's happened with your, of course, your, your children grow up and where are they now? What, what happens? Are they still pretty much on their own diets now? Or tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, my kids weren't, because I homeschooled, one of our um, main things was to um, learn to cook and to manage the food allergy. So each year I had my children, I had one apprentice. So every year they would spend a year with me in the kitchen learning to cook and bake and so forth. And so with that, it instilled in them, they knew what to do. So as they've gotten older now, and they're all either, my youngest is um, uh, 19, just turned 19. And um, they all know how to cook. They all know how to bake things. And I've always said to them, if you want anything, there's a recipe in my book. But um, they've learned to cook. They've learned to manage the food allergies. They know to carry the EpiPen. Um, they know how to, um, what steps to take in order to relieve themselves from any kind of reaction. And they even have learned from their own body and uh, through the protocols we've practiced over the years, you know, whether it's a mild allergy or whether it's, um, you know, or if it's increasing or what they need to do as far as the next steps, or is it at the point where they need an EpiPen? And fortunately we haven't had any incidents in a while, which has been great, but um, they, they certainly do know how to manage their food allergies. And, you know, they, they do carry with them, um, 
you know, not only just the EpiPen, but they do carry Benadryl and any other medications or tinctures or things that they need. And same as when they travel, they always um, prepare themselves and carry everything they need with them. So you see, so you act. So you taught them how to care for themselves. You empowered them for them not to be afraid to have a life, to to go through life, and that they can care for themselves and you know live a you know a fun life, a you know a full exactly. life. Exactly. Congratulations. That's really a lot to to be said. Um, I mean, sometimes there are you know there. Are, people out there who you know have a hard time <laughs> empowering their children just to make sure that they eat right you know so you know congratulations to you that's a great achievement on your part and uh, on theirs you. too you know they want to stay healthy um so i would imagine that they're pretty much uh are they what do they do what do they do as as a professional or what are they into right now okay well my oldest he has um his own software business, and mm-hmm. um, he also teaches tennis. And my my daughter is a um, personal trainer and an artist, and my youngest is a um, music composer. And um, so each of them are pretty much like entrepreneurs and um, doing what they love. And and I think that's that's kind of another thing that we instilled with them um, when we began homeschooling. And and that's pretty much why. Well, we had three reasons why we homeschooled. Um, one was the food allergies, the other one my husband traveled a lot, and the third one was to have them work on their passions and to devote as much time as they possibly could to what they love to do. And today they're doing exactly that. And it seems like they're all three of them are artistic, which is uh, that comes, of course, from both of you. So this is wonderful. I, I really like uh, how you've created the whole, you know, your whole family has come together and put it, pull together. So I want to talk about the book because okay. anyone out there who has food allergies, you know, be it just an adult who is going through that or a mother who has children, what would you say? Please tell us, how did the book come about? Well, the idea of the book was actually in the back of my mind ever since the kids were little and ever since we started experiencing food allergies because, like I said earlier, it was such a new Um, health issue and I felt like I needed to share with everyone because there was nothing on the internet about it Um, but it eventually became a family project and we all decided um, to share our story and um, just to let other people know that you know despite the food allergies you can thrive and live fulfilling lives so um, in the book my children uh, each share a, a chapter of of their experiences and how they feel about food allergies. And my husband shares his views as well. So the book alone is not just um, about my experiences and it's, it's, it's a joint adventure. And um, my kids, my kids just really hope that this helps um, let other people know that, you know, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to, um, you know, fear what other people think or say. You just do what you have to do and enjoy enjoy your life. And that's exactly what they do. It's like mm-hmm. when people even ask them, you know, oh, my gosh, you, you've got food allergies. What are you allergic to? It, it doesn't even um, faze them anymore. They can explain it and discuss it with people, and they're not afraid. And they do everything that all their friends do, and they go to fun events and just live life. And I think that's the whole purpose of the book is just to let everyone know that you can do this. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't matter 
um, yes, it's, it's taking being able to live your life and not making it a like something that'll that'll block you from living life fully. And I, I really that's this is what I got the most out of this, and this is why I wanted to have you on the show was because about how you empowered the situation and how you encourage your children and how to create their lives and that they can be able to have full lives and it didn't matter. They just needed to learn how to manage it. And and to me, that's a great, great message. Now, what is happening with you personally? Because now your children are grown and this is now, this is a great achievement to having this book. What are you doing with this book? And are you, and are you planning to do, you know, what are your plans with it, and what's happening? Well, currently my um, book is available on Amazon. I have, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, Instagram account, and uh, Facebook account. And then with the Facebook account, you know, people are welcome to join the group and, um, you know, ask questions, um, you know, submit their thoughts and, and ideas as well. And it's it's just a group for um, for support, encouragement, and um, just uh, you know a lot of love. And you know we have several um, members already, and uh, it's growing every day. So I'm really proud of that. But as far as you know, with my book goes, you know I'm working on it to um, you know get it out there so that more people can you know get as much from it as they possibly can. So it it gets into more hands. And I think that was my whole thing with this book is like, if I can help just one person, I know a lot of people say that, but I truly mean that. And if I can help one person and make a difference in their life, then I know I've done my job. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's really, really important because it only takes one person to, to make a, a different, um, to take that step and move forward. Yeah. To make a difference. And when someone does. Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally exactly. agree. Now, you personally, now, you know, and you, and you have this interesting, uh, when the bio, it says, you know, you were Australian born, and, and you pretty much accomplished all the things that you wanted to as a young person. Now, what are your next accomplishments for you? I want to talk about you, Francis. What's, what's happening with you personally? What are your next goals that you achieved? But what are the next, what's the next ones? What are the next ones for you? Well, I know I'm I'm still always here for my kids and for anyone mm-hmm. else who needs assistance with, you know, food allergies. I mm-hmm. one of my goals is to uh, continue to empower and and uh, help other people, you know, um, coach other people um, through situations like this or any situation. That's that's one of my my goals here. Mm-hmm. The other thing is too, um, I have created um, a seasoning that I use for my children and because when they were younger, they were allergic to so many foods, so many um, products that it's like, I knew I had to do something in order to make food taste good. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't about just adding salt. Like a lot of people unfortunately do. It's like, I wanted there to be real flavor. And because we were so limited with things, I created the seasoning. And so my next step in the future is to, um, you know, market my seasoning and probably oh, just start fantastic. locally and then move up from there. But that's, um, that's what I've been doing. And it's like I've been, you know, um, giving it to friends over the years for Christmas gifts and things like that, and they've just loved it. So I know it's a winner. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, now, and, now, and these are all, these are herbs, these are all organic. Um, 
You know, what is it? Tell, yes. I mean, you don't have to give us I, the recipe for it, but, you know. Yeah, it is uh, herbs, and I, I do a combination, either organic or just uh, regular, just because mm-hmm. I know price-wise for many people, you know, it varies. But, um, you know, it's just different seasonings that I've created, different mixtures of things that go on different foods and just uh, helps um, bring out the flavor of things. So mm-hmm. it, it's worked for us, and we love it. And so well, that, I look that's forward my next to goal. seeing that. Yeah, I look forward no, to seeing that you. your your entrepreneurship of your you know different herbs and spices. I like that. Fantastic. And so now you are you're in what you just said that excuse me that you're open to having people contact you about this. I do want to also let people know that you you know you have the kitchen alchemist.com they can reach you on the facebook and you have a group that people can go to i really want people to get it to go to your pages and find out more about this and how you empowered your family this is a really great story now what happens um you know if someone were to come to you you know what if you know mom's who are out there who are facing this what would the what would be the first things that you would tell these these young women or women about their children what is it the some advice that you would give them well like i explained earlier the first thing is i'd want to know how they're taking care of themselves because Mm -hmm. if they're very emotional and having a very hard time managing it then they're not taking care of themselves and they need to do that first and do something for themselves that's going to uplift them in order to better take care of the kids. Um, that would definitely be one of the first things. Then I would just start, um, you know, talking with them about what they're experiencing and, you know, what are their options? What can they do? Um, what can they do to make themselves feel better, to make their child feel better? How can they work together as a family to get through this? Because I think it's really important that it starts within your home first. Once you get that all taken care of and or feeling more, you know, balanced, then you can move on to managing things outside because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was the same instance with us. It was just uh, easier to control the world in like your home than it was the outside world. But once you took control of what was happening in your home, it was better and easier to manage what was out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and uh, how does, because this is a spiritual intelligence show, how does your spirituality work in the past with your, with this journey? And also, how is it working with you now? How do you incorporate it into your life? Well, I, I meditate as much as I can, and it doesn't always happen. So I have to be gentle with myself when it doesn't, because I have a, a new puppy that just loves to be with me in the morning and wants a lot of attention. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and he'll get up when I'm up. So that's, that's the funny part about it. But um, I, I do find that um, taking care of myself, meditating, um, I will journal. And when I journal, I will write down things that um, I would like to see occur. And I would, um, you know, do my grat- gratitude as well. But I'd always l- read inspirational books. And I found that by doing that, um, I, I've become more more aware of things around me. Um, I've changed the way I've been thinking. 
and um, this has been over the years because I've, I've done meditating and, and so forth for years, but I've found myself growing. And by doing that, I've been better able to assist my family and everything. And, mm-hmm. when, and it's like my husband used to always say, you know, when you're calm, everyone's calm. If I get, you know, upset or something, then everyone can feel it. So it's almost like, you know, the mother is the heart of the family. Yes, it is. So, um, yeah, anyone can re- feel your energy. So it's, um, you know, you've got you to do the best you can for yourself mm-hmm. in order to help everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so as far as, spirit, you know, with spirituality, I, I do meditate. I read spiritual books. Um, you know, I have several fav- favorite ones and authors that I would um, go over and over and read the material, highlight these things, you know, ponder it throughout the day. Um, and it's like even... You know, when I'm cooking in the kitchen, I always actually ask the angels to come with me, um, be with me in the kitchen while I'm cooking, help me to pre- prepare a wonderful meal for my family. Um, even like at night, in the middle of the night, I'll get some ideas on what to include in, you know, the next day's dinner or how to bake something. And I, I jot those things down in the middle of the night. But um, I always try to do my utmost to stay focused and when those negative moments or fearful moments do come in I do my utmost to just replace it with positive thoughts so it's mm-hmm. a, it's constant work I mean we all know that you know we all mm-hmm. have to constantly ca- catch ourselves and then change that those thoughts but um, you know I, I just think for, for anyone you know whatever whatever it takes for you to get calm centered balanced um, do whatever it takes you know because mm-hmm. your family needs you that way and so I'm I'm open and to anything that anyone does because I think it's it's all there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. I I agree. And you know your process of getting up in the morning and writing down certain recipes about you know that's you know you're you're describing every artist's creative process. And so and you being an artist, I mean it's it just falls right into place. And I know that you're going to be a tremendous success with your spices and I look forward to seeing them um, I always end the show we're going to be ending the, the show very soon um, and I always end the show with a word for every one of the guests and as I was looking at you um, intuitively for some reason the word independence came up so tell me what does independence mean to you and how do you apply it in your life well, I would think that independence comes from when I, I you know, move forward with my seasoning because, um, I mean, it was my children who actually even suggested that I do that. You've got to get this out there, Mom, they said. Um, but I think independence to me means that I have achieved um, achieved a lot in my life. And it was funny that you kind of bring that up because we were just discussing this yesterday as a family. It's like there's a difference between success and accomplishment. And so I, I was talking to everyone and said, you know, people can think you, you need to make money to prove that you're a success. But I don't see it that way. I see that success is what you've accomplished. So I think I have accomplished so much um, raising my children um, helping them manage food allergies, homeschooling. Um, you know, they, they're traveling, they're doing things, so I've really helped raise them well with my husband. I've written this book, um, now going to be working on my seasoning line, and uh, I think that shows independence, shows um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of accomplishments. 
Yes, and self self empowerment. That's you know, congratulations. I would you know, when you, you have your when you have absolutely when you have your spices, I'd like for you if you're up for it, you know, come on back. I'd love to talk to you more about it because I'm sure that you there'll be much more growth by the time that it's all out. Um, but we're going to wrap it up right now, Francis. Thank you so much again for being on the show. And once again, you can buy The Kitchen Alchemist on Amazon. She also, Francis right. also has a website, thekitchenalchemist.com. You can contact it's actually The her. Kitchen Alchemist author. Sorry, excuse it's FrancisCastelliAuthor.com. Okay, excuse me, please. Please go ahead and tell me how else to reach them. How else to reach oh, you? Oh, I'm sorry. At yeah, the website is actually FrancisCastelliAuthor.com. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And then they can, yeah, and then they can find me on Facebook, um, Instagram, and um, Twitter. Okay. And they can find you under your name, Francis Castelli, or on Instagram, how do they find you? Um, they can search me under the Kitchen Alchemist book. Okay. Okay, I will yeah. also change it on in the um, uh, right here on the on the link as well. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Francis, and uh, please please go ahead, everybody, and go to go to Amazon and purchase her book. She's got great recipes in the back of them as well. Thank you, Francis. Thank you so much, Ema. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Goodbye, everybody, and you can reach us uh, at the uh, email, sumacwatkins at gmail.com. Love to hear your comments. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and we're also on Amazon <laughs> through Alexa and Echo. So good, goodbye, everybody. We'll, we'll meet up again next Saturday. <laughs>